This is Chris Martin, and me and my buddy Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Everything, host an NBA podcast called The Mismatch. They call it The Mismatch because I'm awesome, and Kevin is a gigantic nerd. No, no, that, that's not why at all, Chris. They call it The Mismatch because I have a brain, and you're a loudmouth bozo. Good grief. <laughs> anyway, listen to our amazing NBA podcast, The Mismatch. Or don't. We really don't care. We're probably going to win a million awards either way. <laughs> Chris, we do care, so don't say that. Please subscribe and listen to The Mismatch only on Spotify. Did you really call me a bozo? <laughs> so, you played the Bulls tonight. I went to the game, and you guys are just great. You have a great team, and you're on cruise control, which is reminded me of when I was going to the Bird games in I the 80s. I wouldn't say we're on cruise control. Well, you wanted to be on cruise control, and then the Bulls kept trying to make a little bit yeah. of a game. Yeah. Nah, you guys were, I, I would say you I were like in we third gear. We had the game in hand. Yeah, yeah, but that's most nights now with this team. I wouldn't say it's most nights. We just lost to Sacramento, where we, we, we thought we can do that, and we ended up right. losing. So that's the rub, is when yeah. all of a sudden that night when you think you're going to do it, and then... Yeah. But this is still a phenomenal basketball team. You can't really regret this decision that you made last July. No, I don't. Uh, I think we're so. I think we're a good team because it's like when you look at it, we don't have like the. A lot of people call like Draymond and Clay like superstars. Right. Steph, me, superstars. But I think we're just players that know how to play the game, and it looks so good because we all know how to play the right way, and we know right. how to like move without the ball. We don't all need the ball to be dominant. Like that's why I feel like uh, you know all of us are just like we play well off each other. You know when you can we you know the fundamentals of the game when you can shoot, dribble, pass. Yeah, I think you know. It makes it it makes it look really good together. So, um, is it fair to say it took you six, seven, eight weeks to get a feel for everybody? It's still it's it's actually still an adjustment period. Yeah, you know because uh, I think that um, I'm still learning. It's still different. It's still like you know when I get the ball up top, you know, Coach Kerr is like move, move, cut, <laughs> cut, and I'm used to like standing and waiting for the ball to come to me or just join the defense. Right. And like, you know, when I played before, it was just like if I threw it in the post, I know a guy's not leaving me. And I know if somebody if someone's cuts is gonna open up with a backside here, it's like you throw it in the post, cut and move, set a back screen, set a uh a cross screen, like maybe you'll be open at the, you know, and I'll be open under the basket because I'm setting so many screens and moving so much. So I'm used to like moving without the ball a little bit more. So it kinda did it come back like it was almost dormant in your body because the way you played on the old style? Uh, I feel like the old stuff. I had to play like I had to play like that. You know it was a mean? lot of iso ball, a lot of one on one, a lot of year turn. Yeah, and that's my what, that was to my advantage. You know, I think yeah. that grew me as a player. I mean, I felt like you know, in order for me, I realized what I had in me once I like all right, one on one, nobody. I feel like no one could stop me. So yeah. like if I get it out on the top, I got I got an advantage every time. So I feel like, and now you know moving around and then adding that to my game as well, setting screens, running off of screens, you know shooting on the perimeter. I feel like if I add that to my game along with the you know with the ISO stuff, you know I could be pretty good. What's been your favorite thing about being on this team? The thing that delighted you the most? I just think being able to play with so many guys that can play me. You know we got. Obviously, Draymond, Steph, Clay, 
uh, myself, Sean Livingston, Andre Udala, Pat, Pat McCall, Ian Clark, like down the line, we got guys that can play make. So it's not like I have to have the ball in my hands all the time. Um, I got to rely on, you know, me creating for myself. I can run around and then, you know, find an open spot and, and you know, catch and shoot. Because that's what I really like to do. That's how right. I started playing, you know, yeah. catching and shooting. And I think that's what I'm dangerous at. So I feel like having a lot of playmakers is something that's definitely fun to play, or play with. And, you know, it's just something new every night. You never know. Clay had 28 tonight. Steph had 13, you know. I had 22 points. Like, it, 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 we are unpredictable. So many guys that can score. Is that, so from an ego standpoint, like Steph, like he never got going tonight. Curry even put him back in in the fourth quarter, so yeah. he get a couple threes, then, yeah. then took his mount, ends with 13. Yeah. You know, the guy was the back-to-back MVP, 13 points in a game, but it doesn't seem like anybody gives a shit. No, I mean, because, like, when you're playing um, – First of all, you knew he wasn't going to have the same season as last year, right. scoring-wise, because we we're a better team and you got more scores and more playmakers on the team. So, you know, I think that's what a lot of people didn't realize. It's not like he was having a bad season before. You know, he wasn't like he, – he didn't have to score 50, you know, 40-plus points right. for us to win because we have a better team. Just like Clay didn't have to score that or me or, you know, Draymond. It's just that – we have a better team and we're mixing it around. So with that said, it's it did seem like in December he was going through a little bit of something. And you were playing so well. And it seemed like I was watching the game, I'm thinking like, wow, this is like it feels like it's KD's team. And I know they don't want this to be anyone's team. Yes, yeah. And then you kind of recalibrated, it seemed like. It seemed like you, Steve said I I had the interview with Steve yesterday, he said you step back a tiny bit, try to get him going a little bit more, Steph. I look at myself as a team player. Clay looks at himself as a team player. Steph, same way. Draymond, same way. Just all the way down the line. So any given night, it's anyone's team. It's our team. That's the thing. Like, we get so caught up in this basketball world that whose team is it? Who's the right. alpha? Media narrative. Who? What the fuck? It, sorry. What the <laughs> hell is that? Like, who's the alpha? Like, what the hell does that mean? Right. It, like, teams win. Great yeah. teams win. When you think about San Antonio's, who's been doing it for 20 years straight, 50 win seasons for 20 years straight, like, people look at Tim Duncan as the guy, but, like, Tony Parker won the finals MVP. Manuel Ginova is a huge part of it. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard won the finals MVP. Like, they do it as a team. They don't worry about, like, who's the guy. Because any given night, we all can be the guy. You know what I mean? I think that's what we have on this team. Like, you know, Steph is, you know, Steph. <laughs> right. He can go off and do whatever he wants. Clay can score 60. He's did it before. Draymond can get a triple-double. I can score a lot of points. Dre can score a lot of points. Dot, Sean Livingston can score a lot of points. Like It's like we don't care who's the guy that night. It's like as long as we get the W, we win, we move on. If we got better tonight, we realize if we win and we didn't play well, we, we realize that we didn't play well. You we, guys haven't ripped off, like, the great streak yet. Like, the really great teams have that one run where... Yeah. And you got the stats have been... It's not like you're, you're like, plus 13 point, mm-hmm. all that stuff, but you haven't had the yeah. the 18-game like, yeah. winning yeah. streak or the game where you just... You beat 10 straight teams by 20, but I feel like it's coming. Isn't that fair? We're 44 it's, it's and 8 kinda, right now. I know, but I'm, that's what I mean. I still feel like there's... A, like, we won, like, 16 in a row. Like I There's remember, something Wasn't happening. Miami that won, like, 27 in a row? Was yeah, it? Miami won 27 in a row. That, that was, was crazy. That was crazy. That, was, that, that shouldn't was happen amazing. in the NBA. It shouldn't. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, even Golden State going, what'd they go, 24 in a row to start the season? Yeah, something like that, that was incredible. I Tell mean, me Houston, about Houston, my first year, they won with. Oh, yeah, with T Mac. How many did they win? 
That was like 22 with T-Mac and they Ray for Austin. Yeah. They won a lot of games. Dikembe was there. And now that I'm in a league and I'm playing, and like I've been winning for a long time now. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's impressive. Right. Because to win six in a row is hard, man. And then to go win, I won 13 in a row before. And to win 22, 26, 22, 24, 26 games in a row, man, you got to tip your hat to that. And you're always going to have those nights like Sacramento on Saturday night when you just don't have it. Yeah, things you know, going wrong. But you're not you know calls. When you win 13 in a row, those games become huge. Like It's like we yeah. want to keep this thing going because we, right. like, we like the space that we're in right now. So Let's talk about media narratives. Okay. So especially with a team like Golden State, that is one of the most covered yeah. teams. And yeah. you try to ignore a lot of this stuff, but yeah. it's a lot of the talking me. heads and – Dude, this is Steph is losing control of his yeah. team and they put the Chiron on the bottom of the TV. Yeah. But you, it seems like you're both annoyed by it and you get a kick out of it. I'm not annoyed by it. it I, I wonder, like, what are, what are your motives when you talk about this type of stuff? Like, what are you trying to get out of it? I know I know that me, I, like, I love talking about basketball. Yeah. My thing is I want the casual fan to understand what we go through. Because it's not as easy as you think. It's not just a game. I got to tell my friends all the time, like, I got to go to work. Right. Like, I'm not just going to the gym and we just roll the balls out and we're just playing pickup at, like, we at the YMCA. Like, we got to go to work. Like, this is like, you don't know about traveling to a city and getting there at 4 a.m. and waking up not knowing where you are. Like, you know, this is work. So it's not just all fun and games. So that's what I want to let people know. Like, this is a real thing. Like, we really put our heart and soul into this every single day. And I feel like, not just media, because every time I say anything about the media, like, all these guys, like, get real offensive and sensitive. Yeah. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you can say whatever you want about me, and I'm supposed to take it. But when I kind of, like, challenge you a bit. I didn't get mad when you yelled at me on Twitter that time. Yeah, because you're a real guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're a real (laughs) guy. Some of these guys are sensitive, and they they got too big. Egos are too big. But, or another, you know, talk about that another time. But I just feel as Let's talk about it this time. Okay. Um, like you, you took it personally that Barkley kept going after LeBron. You had LeBron. You thought LeBron did the right thing on that, right? I'm trying to stay out of that. Okay, you know stay out. Of it. But I understand why LeBron feels that way because this is a fraternity, man. Like, but that's the part that upset you is you feel like you're all in it together. The, the, whatever he said about LeBron and whatever LeBron said, like that's their thing. What I'm looking at is like this is a fraternity, man. Like, like. No matter we competing against each other and oh, errors, and you compare errors, like we're brothers. Like it's just, we're a minority of the world as far as like NBA players. Like right. we're supposed to take care of each other. You can't you can't throw your brothers under the bus on TV like that. You know this is like we were your your generation is the reason why we picked up a basketball. Right. So and you're almost like more disappointed. I'm more disappointed. Because you love Barkley and you loved I all love those guys. Barkley. That's why you play love, basketball. Man, that's, they're the reason why I picked up a ball. Like I wore, you know, 34 because like, man, Barkley wore that. Hakeem Olajuwon wore that. Like, not saying Hakeem Olajuwon said anything, but just the fact that yeah. like, we, we wanted to be y'all. Uh, and we wanted, we wanted, we like, we love when you guys pass us the torch. So it's like. I understand the criticism, but at the same time, you got to know what we go through and how that makes us feel because everybody's doing that. Like, and yeah. to hear from an ex-player, and then Barkley's just not a player. He's, like, elite. He's, like, right. the top of the tops. Like, he's, like, the 19th best player of all time. He's he's is a lot of players that play in this league, and for him, yeah. for you to say that, is, that's a When that's I did my book, deal. I did my pyramid, like, in 2009, 
and like him and Malone and yeah. Julius and Bob great, Pettit. Man, they were like now Dirk's moved up there, and I gotta be honest, like you're if you keep putting up these seasons, you're gonna we'll see. Man. You're gonna be on that list. You, we'll see. What are you season nine now? Ten. Season ten? Yeah. You averaged thirty a game in your third year? Twice. I averaged thirty twice. Yeah. But in your third year you did it. Yeah. yeah. So you keep you keep adding those like, years, man. You make that, that nobody, list. Nobody remembers that, you know. So I remembered it. Well, you're a basketball guy. <laughs> a lot of people keep you know, they stay in the moment a lot. So, so why do you think the ex players on TV seem to take certain things personally? Uh, like why why do you think they're so beholden to well in my era this happened and this happened and that happened and now this is happening and that yeah. never would have flown when I played. You know what the crazy thing is? Like I can't totally blame them because I look back and I'd be like, yo, these high school kids, man, they're not doing it the way we was doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I gotta be like, yo, just like it's different time. Let them do what they do. Right. And like But I I think I think money plays a huge factor in it to me personally, because like, you know, it's a lot being thrown at Barkley and T Mac and Chauncey Billups, those guys are playing right now. They'll be, they'll make so much money because they were great players and they, they won titles, like they MVPs and like all NBA first team. So they'll make tons of money. And I think like they look at back and see some of these guys that make money and they're like, man, he he wasn't doing half what I was doing in the league. Right. And they, so they kind of build up that. I don't even know what to call well, it. Ma- imagine how Oscar Robertson felt. Exactly. He's but, making like a hundred grand a year. But the thing is, they. Players respect what they did. Yeah. And they paved the way for us to be doing this. And the players that come after us, they're gonna be making more than us at some point. So like, is is it about the game or is it about you? Because yeah. f- for me, and I'm sure a lot of my peers is about the game of basketball and is and how it's growing and how you're leaving it. You know what I mean? Like you I want people to know about the game. Like, that's the most important thing is the basketball, man. Like, it's not about you. It's not about what you made, what you did. It's about, like, did you grow the game? Did you change someone else's life that loves to play basketball? So if it's about that, then that's all that really matters. One of the things I liked about how you've grown over the last year as a public figure is, you know, even when you when you were on my show and we were talking with Nas about yeah. Um, yeah. just about how people treated you as you were making that decision yeah, and they didn't care about you as a person. You're just like basketball guy choosing a team and they're not mm-hmm. thinking about like some of the lifestyle issues that might have played yeah, into it or yeah. just where you are as a guy in your late twenties. Yeah, And but, you seem really frustrated by that, that people don't see you as a human. Yeah, I was frustrated at that, but that's early on. I look, I've never been in this position before. Right. I don't know how to handle it. It's not like I've, I've I've done this before. I didn't know how the backlash. I knew it'd be backlash, but I didn't know like exactly what happened. Yeah, that's just you know, I didn't know. I went from being like the the choir boy at the NBA into just being this like quote unquote whatever you want to call me. Put a word in there. And do you I, feel? Do you feel like you were sheltered in OKC? Because they definitely like they have a lot of young players there. No, I felt like I could say what I wanted as like as I got older. Yeah, um, but I did a great job of like making sure like we were protected. I think that was that was that was pretty good about the situation. But I also felt like sometimes where I wanted to talk to maybe you or some of the guys I really respect in your business is like you know I understood why they didn't let us like talk right. to. It's distractions are huge in this league, man. It really matters, like. Distractions, distractions really can seep in and, and kind of take a hold of your team. And I understand, I understood why they didn't want that to happen. So I respect it, man. It's, 
you know, I obviously wanted to talk a little bit more about some stuff, especially protect myself a little bit and take up for myself. But I understood why. Well, like you kept quiet. The Harden trade, that was your buddy. Yeah. You yeah. didn't, you kind of towed the company line on that one, didn't say that much, but you had just signed a big deal to big extension there two years yeah. earlier. And then Westbrook signed the previous summer. And I don't know, man, I went to those games. I thought you were pretty close against Miami, those first four. Yeah, we were. Each, those first four games came down to one play each. Yeah, we were. I, you know? I think we were all young. We were 23 years old. First taste of the finals. Miami had just lost a heartbreaking series the year before, so they were all hungry. I could feel it. Yeah. They were hungry, man. And I felt like we were hungry too, but it just felt like they were more experienced than us. And right. they added Shane Battier, who changed the series for them. Now people don't talk about what he did. Right. He changed the series for him, man. His, his shot-making ability from the three-point line changed the whole series. And LeBron, you guys were babies. Yeah, we were babies. Like, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people say, like, well, you had Harden, Westbrook and Ibaka, like we had the Harden right now and the Westbrook yeah, right now. It was and like me barely right Harden, now. yeah. Like we were all young. James never started a game. He probably started a couple games for us. Serge was just the first year starting. We had traded, you know, everybody. We had traded Jeff Green, who was starting before him the year before. Yeah. That was Serge's first year starting. You know, me and Russell were still trying to figure out who we were as players. We were 22, 23 years old, man. So and you're going against LeBron we're going and against, Wade. We're going against a hungry LeBron Dwayne Wade, who lost the year before. And Bosch. Bosch, who was playing great basketball. And they, and they were so hungry, man. Yeah. And, like, we were too, but it was, like I said, the experience is the reason why they were they were a little different than us. And, um, and that's not our fault. So we were young, and I felt like we had a chance to keep going. And, you know, then the business part of it seeped in, and I understood. And I was just so loyal to, to the team and, and you know everything they want to do so i rode with it just exactly like i should have and I, right. I you know well and also you're still trying to win a title and stay focused on the season all yeah that stuff. i was just trying to get better no yeah. matter who's on the team no matter who we're playing against just trying to keep growing as a player keep getting better and you know the business part never really took a you know we never really were affected by that because we were so young and we were all we didn't have like free agents like Right. Guys that want like sign two, three year deals. We had all young guys that I knew were gonna be here, so it made it easier for us to like lock in and not worry about that type of stuff. They did a, actually did a great job. Scotty Brooks don't get enough credit for what he did. When I was team. doing a good job in Washington. I was never a huge fan of him in OKC, but he's been doing a good job at the man, next thing. I think I was wrong. He's the best. I love Scotty, man. When you watch Harden now in Houston, did you did you think this would happen? The oh, numbers and the I, I and the talent that he's shown. I can't lie. I can't. I can't say that I've seen like because be honest, like, he's been doing it ever since he left. It's not like yeah. he's been. It's oh, it was year him. one. Yeah, it was immediate. If you really know basketball, it was year one. Like he made an all star team this year he left. So and and not a very good Rockets team either. Like, yeah, he was, took yeah. them. He took them. He, he carried them. So yeah. It's been going on, what, five years now and he's been at this level. So it's not like his, the, he's starting to build up. I think you're really good in the league when you do it over a long period of time. I agree. And he's done it for four-plus years, five-plus years. So I I could, I can't lie to you and say, like, I see him doing this right now. But he showed the flashes. Like he they, he would flashes. take over those San Antonio playoff games and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we gave him the ball and said, go, go make a play. And he would do it. And uh, he was building confidence. And I think – he would tell you this. His time in OKC around us and 
Scotty and Rex Kalamian and Mo Cheeks and right. you know Kendrick Perkins and Russ myself they like all of us we we taught each other how to work how to be professionals and it really it really rubbed off on all of us look what we're all doing right now I mean it's incredible you 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 have a chance to, all three of you might be first team All NBA this year that would be pretty you sick. Know? I I wonder it's a, it's a great what if because I think if like if they don't do anything and you guys keep the that those three together I think Harden turns into this monotype right like if yeah. you guys are are together for 10 years he's he's this manu but kind of more minutes than manu off the bench sometimes he can yeah. take over yeah. but I don't know if he becomes James Harden doing that I mean look we'd look at starters right yeah and you just look at who tips who who's out who's out there when the balls tip. You don't look at like James might come off the bench, but he plays starter minutes. He played. Right. 30, I look at the last seven minutes. Who's out yeah, there? Yeah, who, who's out there? That that determines who's like the main guys. And you look at Manu Ginobili. You it's to the point now. You don't even look at him as a six man. You just look at him as a six starter. Right. And a lot of people would love to be Manu Ginobili. And the reason why I love Manu so much. Is because one play that told me, like, man, this guy right here is a winner. Fucking winner. Yeah. We played them in 2010, and we couldn't beat them. Like, they, was, they, like, they were just uh, – they dis- we weren't disciplined as, as disciplined as them. They were just, like, more experienced. We couldn't beat them. And, like, he was struggling. He was, like, 0 for 7. And he turned he, – on the baseline, he kind of, like, let the ball bounce off his foot. And he dove out of bounds, like, full-on dove out of bounds, like, Feet in the air, hands in the air, threw the ball back in bounds. They scored a layup. I was like, this fucking guy's just a winner. <laughs> right. Like, he doesn't care. He's just a winner. And he's ruthless. Like, you got to have some type of... Like, you got to be ruthless, paranoid, and, like, kind of crazy to be in this league and be pretty good for a long time. And I think all the good players in this league have that. Manager Nobly had that as, like, a non-starter. And I think James has the same thing. Right. Just, Is like, it- crazy, ruthless, like... Super paranoid, just like always looking over your shoulder, like those type of guys. And James had that. And I think Manu Ginobili is like really a mirror image of those two. What's your relationship with him now? James? Yeah. Well, we're pretty cool. I mean, I, I mean, I don't really talk to a lot of guys throughout the season. I know, I understand what he's doing. Well, he, especially he's a major competitor this yeah, year. He's you a, may be seeing him in the conference finals. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't talk, but... I, like I respect him and like, I know what it. So he can screw off basically until July. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah I don't want to say that, but <laughs> always gonna be those guys. Are always gonna be special to me. Like it's just it's the amount of time we spent together. You can't race. So even if we don't talk at all, like we're always those guys are always gonna be special. We're taping this on late late Wednesday night. You're going to OKC on Saturday for the first time. Mm-hmm. I know you've done a bunch of interviews. I mean, I, I know. Yeah. You're not going to say that much about this, but I don't know, man. It's got to be emotional. I mean, it's going to be. I wouldn't gonna, be. You're going to. I wouldn't I, be human if I sat here and act like I'm just this super. Yeah. Tough, like Teflon. <laughs> Nothing gets to me, man. Like, that's what NBA players got to stop doing, man. Like, come on, man. Like, these people, you're not that tough. Like, you're right. not. You're, like, you're human at the end of the day. Your ego is that big for you to feel like you're not. <laughs> 
human. Like, I understand it's going to be emotion to me. It's going to be emotional seeing those people. It's going to be emotional walking to another locker room when I used to walk past it every game. I would imagine that's the weirdest thing, right? Yeah, it's that's like you I'm go looking, to your I'm house. I'm like, man, I've you're... never been in the other opposing locker room. So I'm like, I walk yeah. in there as a other player and I've walked past it so many times. I'm like, it's going to be weird. But I just want to see the people that, I, you know, I walk through that hallway to see every game. I, you know, I can't wait to see. You know, some of the season ticket holders on the, you know, on the front row that I got to know and, you know, some of the people in the stands, even though I, I understand what may happen, but I'm still going to reach out and, you know, you know, be cordial and, you know, let them know that I miss them at least, you know what I mean? I miss them and, you know, it's really good to see them. So, you know, that's just, that's just the real life part of what I'm doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Just to see the people that right. I've kind of got to know over that time. So Well, everybody, like every face you see is going to trigger some sort of memory you had from the last 10 years. Oh, man. It is. I spent a lot of time there, man. And those people really actually think they can, like, feel it. I feel like that's why I, I think they're so upset because I was a regular guy to them. I wasn't yeah. just, like, Kevin Durant. Like, quote, I got my quotation marks up with my fingers. Like, I was... <laughs> I wasn't just a, I was a real guy to them. Like, they felt like they could talk to me. I, man, I know so much about, you know, these people's families and like. Yeah, but that's all genuine though. It's not like that it's real. is now a fake thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, where's it gone? It hasn't gone anywhere. It's just like, I don't forget about it. You know, like John who works in the tunnel as I was running out to the court every game. Like, I still know you. Right. <laughs> You're still my guy. And um, Miss Betty, that was yeah, worked right by the you know locker room. Like, I know all about you. You know all about me. So, it, you know, it'd be cool to see them again. People have asked me why I wasn't much harder on you for jumping to Golden State, whereas like I, I was really hard on how LeBron handled the decision. Why were you? For a couple reasons. Um, that had I don't think he should have done it on a TV special. I thought that was mean to the fans. I, I I think like if you love if you love a team and you look you followed this guy for years and years and now you're watching a special and he's basically breaking up with you on the special, I just think there's better ways to handle it. And I understand that, but at the same time, like at some point you got to realize, like, take yourself out of it, right? Yeah. LeBron James, you got to know that he's not trying to purposely do anything malicious. You know I know, but you get how people would see and that's I get hurtful, how right? See yeah, that. yeah, I understand that part. I understand, but why would you, like you out of all people? I wouldn't think would be like that. Well, I didn't like I didn't like that he did it that way. I just thought I thought it was tacky, especially because he was from Ohio. And the other thing is, I just thought he handled the last few months like like Boston beat them in the in he didn't the handle the way you wanted him to handle. It. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Yeah, that, which yeah, is yeah. a but bad reason, but you, right? But, but you don't matter. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Simple as that. Well, but here's the thing: like you, you finished your OKC stint, and you had that la- la- you had a great last series against Golden State, right? Yeah. Took him to the brink. Gave him everything you had. Mm-hmm. LeBron had a really weird last series, and I I don't know. It, it just something about it. The whole thing didn't sit right. Who cares? Just- who cares? What did it do for that city? For that team? The time he all that time he was there. Yeah. He did everything he could. 
I guess the purest to me was thinking Wade is the guy he has to beat. No, it wasn't. When when did he play Wade in the in the playoffs? Well, Wade was the guy in his conference. Like when did he play? LeBron Wade, and though? Wade were the two. I didn't, LeBron, Wade, and Kobe were the best three guys in the league at that yeah, time. Yeah, but right? when did he play Wade? Like they were different positions. If Wade if Wade was a three man, he wouldn't have went there. True. True. Wade I don't know. A, Wade was a two. I, for some reason, Wade, the way you did it made more sense to me because I took it as you were in a place for a long time. You hit a certain point in your life you're in your late twenties and you wanted a life change and you wanted to just play a different style and live in a different city and have different experiences. Kill me for it. That's what everybody want to do now. But maybe I should have felt that way about LeBron or maybe I should have been yes. more. First of all, when you're looking at Maybe he's wanted a different experience in Miami. Yes, he did. <laughs> I don't know. Kill him for it. What do you want to do? Like, what you want to do? Like, what you want him to do? You want him to do exactly what you want him to do. Want I wanted him to do what I wanted, what him, wanted to him to do. I wanted him to stay but in Cleveland. Your, but is it your life? Right. Actually, what I wanted him to do is go to New York. I thought that was the ball. Yeah, but you move. wanted him to do what you wanted him to do. Yeah. Right? But is it your life? Do you got to live it? And I realized that when I made this decision. Because when LeBron made that decision, I was like, man, I wonder why he did that. Well, you didn't you you took a shot at him on I Twitter, didn't you? Let me clear yeah. this up because a lot of people talk to me about like I took a shot at him on Twitter. If you go back and look at when I posted that, I didn't post. I posted that later in the month. You know, want to know why? Because you signed an extension, right? No, because oh. I seen it was a fake article at that. So now I was like, damn, I feel like an idiot. Penny Hardaway <laughs> came out. Penny Hardaway came out and said, I would love to play for the Heat. I want. I would love. I think I could help him win the championship. And I'm like, come on, Penny. Like you've been out the game. <laughs> I played against you my rookie year. It's like three years later, man. You've been out the game for a while, man. Like what are you doing? <laughs> but it was a fake article, so I tweeted that, and now everybody's like, well, you was criticizing LeBron. I had. I didn't. I. I signed an extension, and right after, right after LeBron decided to go to Miami, and I had a press conference, and a lot of people asked me about that. I said. Cool oh, they for thought them. it was like intentional. It's like cool for them. We played him three times. I can't wait to play him. It's gonna be cool. But I'm like, I didn't criticize him. I was criticizing Penny Hardaway in this fake article I read. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people we took that and ran with it. But do you feel like you and LeBron have been going against each other for a while, and he's had more success against me? Yeah. Do How? you feel like team that's success? Team success. Yeah. I think the yeah, win, they, the they win beat, loss, yeah, he's done better us, than they you. They beat us a lot. Yeah. But but do you feel like he's a rival or like do you yeah. have a rival? Yeah, I feel like he's a rival. I feel like one on one. But if you look at it across the board, like, our, you know, our stats been pretty equal now. Like, it's not like he's just been straight. It's, we've been going at it individually. But if you look at it as a team, they've been winning. But if you want to, since everybody want to make this a one on one thing, look at the stats across the board. Is that the guy you do you measure yourself against anybody? Yep. So that so it would be LeBron, right? Him, Melo, Kobe. Kobe doesn't play anymore. You don't have to measure but yourself. I did. Against I him. still do. Kobe's an entrepreneur now. But I still I still I still measure myself against Kobe. Not Larry Bird. You're hurting my feelings Bird, now. Um Dr. J, George Gervin, Bernard King, Paul Pierce, Tracy McGrady. That's why I get so upset at like like Tracy, like what are you talking about, bro? Right. Reggie Miller, like all those guys, I look at myself and I'm like, damn, did I play better than Reggie did tonight? 
Did I play better than T Mac? Like I, I really look up to these guys, man. And I really, I'm no matter what they say about me, how they feel about what I did or anything. Like those dudes are still had, a, they still got a huge influence on what I do as a basketball player and how I approach work every day. That's most important. What I do off the court, what decisions I make, that type of stuff. Like you can go ahead and say what you want, but like I got nothing but respect for you as a player. Like, I want to be you. I want to be better than you. I want to, I want to accomplish the stuff that you accomplish in the league. I want people to look at me like, as a basketball player. That, I have a theory for you that you've never heard before. What? I think you're very lucky with how you, the year you came into the league and the people that were in it mm-hmm. was great for you, because. You, you came in right as the league was hitting this little town boom. Yeah. And you came, you had the the last edge of the Kobe generation, so you get to measure yourself against those yeah. guys, try to catch them. I say Kobe wouldn't win his two titles though, so I wouldn't say the last edge. I feel, I feel like well, Kobe I mean, was the in last, his prime. The last half of his, yeah. I feel like he was in his, just in his prime then. His second prime, yeah. He yeah, was good. Second the, prime. 24 prime. Then you, you had the Duncan, Dirk, all those guys. Yeah. All I came professionals, a, all kicking ass. I came in at the perfect time. So you when did. I hear these guys say, like, our generation, I'm like, shit, I was in y'all generation too. Right. <laughs> but then you have this, the generation you have now. Will you drive And now them? you have all these young dudes that are, like, these freaks. Yeah. You get the, the Giannis yeah. and Porzingis. But the, the thing that trips me out is, like, a lot of these people say, man, it's no... It's no parody in the league. I'm like, it ain't my fault y'all drafting two or three 18-year-olds every year. Right. And you train and you and you firing coaches every year. It's not my fault. Like you're trying to get younger. That's not on me. That's not on us. So like when I feel like the league is going like like look at Giannis. Giannis out of the Kumpo, man. It's fuck this guy is scary. He's scary. Him and Jabari Park together is scary. He's he's even more of like a unicorn than you were. He's Giannis. I, I think for me, he's more athletic than I am. He's like longer than me. He's faster. He's stronger. He's going to be stronger than I am. Was he on your radar immediately, or did you, did you like... I seen how hard he played his rookie year. I was like, this guy plays extremely hard. And, I, and a lot of people told me that he looked up to me, and I didn't, I didn't know that, but like a lot of people say that he... And I, and I we played in Milwaukee one time, and I was working out before the game, and I just seen him staring at my... Just watching me the whole time. I was like, man, it feels good that I can influence a young guy like that. And yeah, that good. whole generation, now you're the guy... Yeah, you're the same and, way you looked at Kobe. Yeah, and it's pretty it's pretty dope. That's all I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to influence these guys. I wanted to like have them look at me as like, man, that's a standard. So to see him playing well, I I I'm loving it right now cuz he's just one he's one of those guys that I, I really enjoy watching. I watch play and then I watch him play a lot and I, then I play against him and I'm like, this guy is dangerous, man. And you like Devin Booker too, right? I really like Devin Booker. I, it's a lot of young guys that I watch in this league. Um, I, I I really built a lot of relationships with a lot of these young guys because I want them to. I want to give them my experiences and, and off the court, you know, as right. well, and help them, you know, off the court and let them know how it is coming in as an 18 year old in the league and being, you know, a baby boy and just jumping into like the breadwinner of your family. Like that's hard. We don't think about that a lot, right? Like right. we don't think about like how it is on your family being like having nothing and you know, making money in a matter of seconds and being an NBA player, like it's hard. So I wanna give my people crawling out of the woodwork asking you for stuff. Yeah, and it's not even that. Just like just going from nothing to something so quick, man. You like sometimes it's better to have a gradual change, but you go from nothing to something so quick, it's just hard. And with any family and with any 
18 year old so I just want to get my you know show these guys what I went through and hopefully help them change and, and what's then, the biggest thing you tell them when they ask you what do I do it's set boundaries yeah I'm just starting to I'm 28 years old and I'm just starting to set boundaries with everybody family friends everything and it's still hard to this day you yeah because you so used to like saying yes to so many people and wanting to please a lot of people it's just the nature of being a good person almost like you know what I mean so showing them like man they're telling them like man it's and sometimes you you know you gotta set boundaries with your family and let them know what it really is like you like I said earlier you have a job this is your job every single day you gotta clock in every day if you wanna be great yeah you know what I'm saying so just let them know that type of stuff man it feels good to influence the, the guys that come after me that's what it's all about that's what I really when I'm done the game and I'll be like look Giannis you're doing it well at 30 years old you're gonna be one of the greatest players I ever play I'm, I'm happy for you yeah you know what I'm saying a lot, of, a lot of those players now don't really say that to us are you amused that people are so fascinated by you in Westbrook yeah it's pretty weird to me that they're reading they're slow motioning clips when you guys are walking by each other <laughs> yeah, in a game trying to yeah. figure out if you looked at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really tired of talking about it, to be honest. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about it. I wasn't even going to ask you about it, but I, I don't know. I'm tired of talking about it because, look, at the end of the day, I didn't, like, I didn't say anything about that man. Family, I didn't say anything about, I didn't, like, I just switched teams, man. Like, you guys will you guys will get it back. Yeah, come on. It'll man. happen come at some on. point. Yeah. You guys are gonna get together yes. in the summer. Yeah, who Yeah, too many you fought cares? too many wars together. Come on, man. You were together for nine years. Yes, what? Man. Eight, nine come years. On. Come on. It'll be fine. Who cares? Bro, you're you're living a life, you're living a great life, your family's living a great life. I'm enjoying myself. You enjoying it. like who gives a shit? I have a really serious question that you haven't been asked yet. Go ahead. Who do you miss more, Steven Adams or Enos Cantor? If you had to pick. I miss them both. No, but you have to pick. It's like it's like one. just one or the other. Like, man, I, I enjoyed, wish. I really, really enjoyed going into practice. Yeah. And really like, Enos, it's all right. Keep working hard. I yeah. really enjoyed that. It's deep down inside. So you miss Enos more? I really miss Enos. Steven he, Adams, loser. <laughs> he was the favorite for I that like, and Steve, I we, I gave Steven We call Steven I gave him the Steve-O name Like you hear the People call him Steve-O Like I gave him that nickname And I miss him And he was just so fun And just like free And I'm like Why are you so like Why are you like this Why are you as serious as I am And now And I'm like I should have been more like Steve-O Than <laughs> me You know what I'm saying So I, I miss him I miss Ennis a lot Because like You could tell he's been scarred And he's kind of like Needed some like Loving, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I provided that for him, even though he takes a lot of shots at me on Twitter. But, hey, it is what it is. Were they good-natured shots or are they real shots? They were kind of soft. They were like, they were rubber bullet shots. They weren't like, they weren't real yellow. They weren't really, you know, full metal jackets. They were didn't, like, he try to t- didn't he try to talk trash to you at one of the one of the games you guys had? Nah, he didn't try to talk trash. No? I think you're good with all those guys. Here's I the know thing. I am. It's sports. It's you guys sport. are playing. Yeah, the, fans are like, the fans are probably looking down like, why are you talking to him? It's ridiculous. You shouldn't be talking to him. He it's like when you, you and Draymond like, had the thing in Sacramento. Oh, Draymond. It's like, these guys are buddies. 
This is what happens when you play sports day in and day out. You get mad at each other every once in a while. First or of you all, yell at each other or whatever. First of all, you're talking to a bunch of people who never played in the team environment before. So they wouldn't know. Right. They don't even work well at their offices. Like, they don't even work well with their employees. So how can you tell me how to be a good teammate and what we're supposed to do? I would think it'd be weirder if you and Draymond didn't get mad at yeah, each other be like, three times a year. I needed it. I was... I was going off the deep end that game. I yeah. was like, man, I need some. I need a little extra flair, y'all. I need something. So Draymond, seeing that, that's how tight we are. Yeah. Because Draymond will see that and he'll be like, yeah, Kate needs some. He need to push. Because I'm like, man, I'm I'm just like, man, I just need, I just need, I just need some motivation. I need some extra like. I just need an extra push sometimes. Well, people don't realize an NBA season's like a marriage. Like, it's day in, day out, day in, day out. Everyone, it'd be weird if you were married and didn't get an argument with your I wife or husband. I see people more than my family. Yeah. I don't think they realize that. I haven't seen my mom since Christmas Day. Seriously? Yes. Where's she living now? She lives in Maryland. Oh. I've seen Draymond's family more than mine. <laughs> I've seen Steph's family more than mine. Come on, Rich. Rich climbing. Bring Rich day. climbing. Come on, man. Rich, come on. This I is your hear 10 your minutes hot, of fame. I want to hear your hot takes. I want to hear your takes because it's like Rich climbing is my business partner, one of my best friends. Knows so, all about me. At Rock Nation. Here, give me that. He's reading about Charles Oakley. He's online reading about Charles Oakley. Crazy Here. situation. Hold this like you're Jeff Ross at a roast. <laughs> <laughs> so you came from the hip hop world? No. No, I mean that before you got into sports, you were yeah, you were an agent in the music industry. Yes. Mostly hip hop. Hold the mic a little closer. Mostly hip hop. And then you would think I would have been a hip hop. I would know how to hold the mic. And then <laughs> <laughs> true. And then uh, and now you're in the sports. Yes. Compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Those two worlds. I, I always wanted to be in sports. Yeah. I learned how to read from the New York Times sports section. I wanted to I wanted to know how to read box scores when I was four years old. Okay. So sports was everything for me. I ended up in music. I love music. I love the business of music, but I was a sports guy. I had my eye on the sports world my whole life. I met Kevin through the music business when he was 19. 10 years, almost 10 um, years ago. I mean, there's no difference for me. I love sports more than I love music. The only thing that I think is the same is that these are people that mastered their craft. These are people that have worked hard from the, the moment they realized this is what they wanted to do for a living. And nine out of 10 times came from situations that every setback in the world was there to kind of keep them from achieving their goals. So they share that same principle. Yeah. Um, for me though, I can relate much more just being that I truly was just like an unhealthy sports fan. Yeah. Like true, like I can't stop reading about this Charles Oakley thing because like Charles Oakley was like my <laughs> hero for God's sakes. Like I really can't get over it. So the idea that I can manage Kevin's life and be a part of his life every day, but the backbone of it is that I get to go to basketball games every day of my life. <laughs> Like, that's what I wanted to do. So, you know, I think the only difference is that, like, I liked music. Yeah. And I think I was good at it. I love sports. And I think I'm great at what I'm doing now because of how much I love it. What did you think was the most unfair thing about uh, Kevin switching teams that you that became a narrative that you didn't like? 
I mean, I don't think any of it was unfair. I think it was expected. I just think that what was... Nothing was unfair. No, nobody owed Kevin a, a appropriate reaction. I That's think fair. What would have been unfair is if Kevin didn't do what he wanted to do. That would have been unfair, right? So had Kevin decided to make 10 million people happy as opposed to himself, that would have been unfair. That was really like the only mandate for us in making the decision was just like, okay, you can do you can do whatever it is you want. I'm going to ride with you regardless. Everybody that was in the house in the Hamptons told him the same thing. You could tell he was struggling. But the, the only mandate was you got to figure out at this point in your life at 28 years old or 27 at the time, the crossroads you're at, are you going to make a decision for yourself and everybody that cares about you will fall in line. And like you said, it's just basketball and your relationships with those people that love you will be the same eventually. Or are you going to make a decision because you don't want to let down 10 million people? <laughs> right. And like in any other walk of life, that would be a no brainer. Like we don't make decisions where we're like yo should we uh should we take the kids to school today or should i have the babysitter take the kids to school man what are 10 million people gonna think if I, if I <laughs> we just don't we don't have things like that that we have to think about we just do what we want to do right so, so for him it was just like kevin please just do what you want to do that was it and i and i played devil's advocate across the board just so he could really understand if he was doing what he wanted to do True. So the only unfair thing, I think, is that, like, people don't understand that that plays a part in it. But that's, you know, that's the gift and the curse of the luxuries they get. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things they get that are unfair to all of us, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that is true. Like, we look at everything else, we're like, shit, their life is unfair. Like, why don't we get that? But that's just all it is, is that, you know, I think that the, the fair thing was that he did what he wanted to do. So, so I was happy for him. But you're also a really freaking competitive guy. And this gives you the best chance to win the title to be in this team. How much did that factor into this? To be honest, we, did we talk about that at all? No. It really was... A, I, it was I, a lifestyle thing. It wasn't even a lifestyle. It was just like, I really, really like these guys. Like, I really like Steph, Clay, Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, Steve Kerr. You know, I really like these guys. Like, they seem like my type of guys. Let's go play. Let's go play hoop with them. It was really... That simple, to be honest. Obviously, we have a good team. Like, we, you know, talk about having a good team. But, like, it wasn't like, uh, can I win a championship right now with you? Let's go there. Like, no, right. we didn't really yeah. think about that. Yeah, like my, like, my best friend moved from New York to L.A., and he's making more money now than when he lived in New York. But I wasn't like, yo, how are you going to leave me in New York, man, and move to L.A. because you can make more money in L.A.? <laughs> he just did what the right thing was. I, I know it sounds crazy, but that's like really how practical we were about it. And like, yeah. you know, somebody, I'm not name dropping at all, but like Jay-Z was is like the king you of that's, for, that's phenomenal right there he's, I love that I love that no, but you know what fuck it if that's one of your best friends you got, I mean he's Jay-Z you gotta name drop him yeah he, he was like the king of practicality to us we would call him in the middle of it yeah and we would ask him these like questions that were making our minds spin and he would answer it like so matter of factly that we were like damn you're right like it is that simple like, it's that simple sometimes. Life is simple, man. Like, when people say, like, did you, you know, was, was a lot of this because you wanted to make more money in Silicon Valley? Like, no. no. Like, you don't have to live here to make money in <laughs> yeah. Silicon Valley. Like, that right. was you the last thing in the world. Yeah. Money, we, to be, we didn't even say one thing about money the whole time. Like, we didn't even make it about money at all. No. 
Jay Z just come just comes floating in like Confucius and gives you drops little fortune cookies during this whole process. See, this, see you got to clear that whole. Jay-Z, yeah, I, I need to know more like, about Jay-Z, that. Jay Z told him to go there. No, it no, wasn't no, 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 no. No, I just say it seemed like leaning on Jay Z as the Confucius no, type person. No, we leaned on this. people who were who were actually who were actually um, successful. Like people. That, yeah, it's a good game plan. Yeah. It would be, sm- so it would who be else pretty dumb on? for us not to lean on someone I agree. like Jay-Z. So who else do you lean on? Jay-Z? Each other. Each other, yeah. His family. People that have actually made decisions in their lives. Big decisions in their lives. Ooh. So you call Jay-Z. Jay-Z's like on a yacht in, I don't know, no, Greece. I, I don't ask where he is. You, no, don't, you never know where he is. No, I don't ask. It's not even about where he was. It's about... And it wasn't about like he told us what to do. It was like, yeah, such and such said this and this. What do you think? And so he turns into businessman Jay Z. He talked to us. We we collaborate. Friend, 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 friend Jay Z. Yeah. Okay, friend. As a, a nothing more than a friend. He didn't tell me what to do. He didn't tell me what he you know he more nothing more than a friend. And Did you good. talk to Adam Silver at all during the whole thing? Why no? Why would I do that? I don't know. I didn't know if you had a relationship with him. I don't. You know, no, I didn't. I don't think his answer would have been go to Golden State. No, it wouldn't have. Yeah, I would. I don't know that. what his answer would have been. I mean, I'm sure he's probably just trying to stay as far away from it as possible. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't talk to him no. at all. Why is he, I don't think you're supposed to call the commissioner. Yeah, I didn't talk to like, what, what him. Do to you have a relationship with Adam Silver or no? I do. I mean, I yeah. like him a lot. Huh. I like Adam a lot, but I don't. I don't you realize him. you're lucky you have a commissioner that's actually a good guy who makes decisions that are usually the best interest in the league. I don't know which you're talking I had, about. That's the Patriot fan in you. Yeah, that's a, I'm, I'm still scarred from my whole experience. We we had yeah. to win the title despite our commissioner. Good um, for you guys. What else did we do? Did we cover everything? I know Just give me a snarky ask. Patriots comment. I just said good for you guys. You won a title. You won a title. Good for you. I'm a huge Brady fan. Okay, good. Love Brady. How many more years is Brady going to play? So the rumor is like three to four more. He just signed an extension, right? Yeah. What's weird is that, I mean, you know this, the the way athletes can take care of their bodies now. But it's a quarterback. The training he can play and all that stuff. 50 years old. What? Because, well, he got hit a lot in the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, but in one game. I asked someone the other day, I said, is Brady a top five athlete ever? Ooh. You know, we just had this conversation, top 10 athletes of all time ever. Let's talk about it. But what, but what is the criteria for being that? Is well, it championships? Is it no, skill? No, let's not set a criteria. It... Let's just think about the first 10 we named. I would say championships and consistency. Muhammad longevity. Ali. We talked about longevity. Right, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Serena Williams. Well, Tiger Woods. Babe Ruth. No, I don't know if you can say Tiger Tiger Woods. didn't have the longevity. I, I, I debated with my teammates that Tiger Woods is, a, is, is more is more accomplished than Serena Williams. Well, he's it's about the same length of the career. But the Tiger's thing, run was, um, like, nobody ever did that. You just said before, though, how long you do it for, though. But if you do it for three or four years and you're like, and you're like, the, like nobody's touching you at all, Tiger, Tiger's run was incredible. So I, I was, when I was writing my book, I was trying to figure this out because you go like the apex versus the career. Like Kareem, Kareem was 20 years of Kareem, right? Bill Walton basically had the one great year, but that one great Bill Walton year was like way up there with anybody. So how do you judge that? Longevity, I'm that taking Kareem? longevity. Longevity's got to matter more. 20 years of playing and you number one 
all-time leading scorer in the NBA. F- fucking one but of that's, Brady's got to be in the conversation. But this is why Brady is unassailable now as the best quarterback because he's he's now has seventeen years of or 16, 16 or seventeen of just being top of his game. Nobody has done what he did at age thirty-nine, and this is the case for LeBron. I, I don't know. I never thought I was going to see a better player than Jordan. But LeBron's now in his 14th year, and he's still cranking out. Yeah, LeBron. First team All NBA season. Top 10 athletes of all time. Oh, I, I mean, know, he might even be thing, higher. One thing I learned about LeBron, I worked out with him. Yeah. LeBron takes care of his body. He knows that his that in order for him to play that long, his body has to be up. Like he has to keep that in shape. Like yeah, he works on his body like religiously. He works on his game, like his skill. And I think I think skill wise, Jordan is like. Head over heels better. Like nobody's yeah. ever gonna touch that. Kobe's the closest, but I don't think anybody touched that. But LeBron's makeup of his body and skill and mental toughness is like it makes us one of the best. And that's the thing, like the advantage that he has, which I don't think Jordan said. Jordan's the last part of his era had was just conditioning, dieting just knowing exactly what to do for all the parts of your body, how to recover from injuries. LeBron's really things. good at that, man. LeBron's the best You know what's it. underrated, though? LeBron yeah. went through the social media era where he's, he's seeing his criticism every day. Yeah. And he and he worked towards, like, all right, I'm going I'm to prove you wrong. Jordan didn't really have to do that. Right. LeBron worked on his mental toughness through that. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron went through the whole internet era. Yeah. Like, and he showed up in 02. Yeah. That's a real thing. Jordan didn't have to go through that, and it's not nothing against Jordan, but he's one. He's part. Of, he's still the best player to ever play, but he didn't have to go through that. None right. of these dudes did. And in Jordan, in his era, there was a lot I of this stuff LeBron, was protected. I think LeBron deserves more credit for that. I agree. But you had that. When was the first time you were like, "Whoa, social media"? Well, these we guys are making the fun of my jump shot. We lost in the finals. Oh, in 2012. What yeah. were they saying? It's like I choked and like. I didn't come through in the fourth quarter, and I'm like, I was 30 a game in the finals. <laughs> like, what are you watching? And I was like, all right, I, I remember understand. you tweeted when you re-signed with Oklahoma City. You tweeted when you re-signed with Oklahoma City when everyone else, the, the year of the free agency. When Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked that, about that, that earlier. Yeah. That doesn't deserve any praise at all. No, no, but that was a big thing. Why? I don't understand. That, that. That, I, I remember signed an extension like everybody else did. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't a free agent. A lot of people were like LeBron signed Miami Heat, and you decided to stay. I'm like, I wasn't a. I wasn't even a free agent. I signed. A, I signed an extension after my rookie year, just like he did, just like Carmelo did, just like D Wade, just like all of these guys did. I don't deserve no praise. And everybody did that. I don't deserve praise for that. I wasn't a free agent. I can understand if I did, you know, as a free agent, but I wasn't. So I don't deserve praise for that. Do you That's, think social media's gotten in the heads of any players? I, I think I think it upsets players. Like I don't want to say getting in your head because like, it's not like players sit on in the game like, man, I missed a shot. I wonder what so and so in Idaho is going to say about me. <laughs> it's just the fact that like, how are you telling me what to do when you you calling me this and that when you you haven't even done anything close to what I've done. The only time I remember it really affecting somebody was Dwight Howard at that time when he wanted to get traded and then everybody was coming at him on social media and then he changed his mind and he ended up staying. And I always felt it was because he was checking his Twitter replies. I have no proof. I'm just, was, it's a theory. Was, I just feel like he was going through his Twitter replies going, that. oh my God, what did I do? That I remember that because they had yeah. just won a big game and he, I think he got lost in a moment. Yeah. 
And he was like, man, we just won a game. Like, I like the way we play. They beat the big team. I forgot who it was. But they had a big game tonight. And he was just like, I'm staying. I was like, hold up. That's the heat of the moment. Like, he, he's, they just won a game. And, like, he was like, all right, I'll stay. But you guys have a lot of dead time and you're up at odd hours. And the, the hours that NBA players spend, the way you have to peak and nap and you're up late at night. And I think a lot of these guys, what are you going to do? You're in your hotel room. It's 2.30 in the no, morning. Unless you're getting you in trouble. Comments. I'm like, I'm, I'm social media. I'm like, I think it's like brand new. I'm like, yo, did you download this Twitter shit? This shit is incredible. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when, um, what was it? Uh, when you gave the donation to, he just bought this school that he's been supporting in Oklahoma City for years. Yeah. And it's one of the many things he's done. And this, and he's pretty anonymous about all of it. This got out and it was a school that he had bought the land for the school to expand. And mm -hmm. it had come out because like, they were focusing on the fact that he was still giving back to Oklahoma City in the midst of the fact that they had turned their back and all the shit yeah, that yeah. came out. And, I, and I'm reading all the comments. He wouldn't look at it. The first comment was like, come on, it's a fucking tax write-off. Right? Uh, and, and the first thing I said, I was like, I was like, all right. And I'll, by the way, it was 57000 not, not saying who has money or doesn't, but, yeah, but come he on. wasn't trying to like hide like, 57000 right. I was like, really? <laughs> 57 grand, like, come on. I'm, I know a lot of people, that's a lot of money to a lot of people, but really, come on, man. What the hell am I going to do with I think text? the comments are amazing. It, it's hilarious because a lot of people are just like, I could... It's like, oh yeah, you're sensitive. <laughs> you are fucking. You're mad. <laughs> like <laughs> a lot of people so, feels like they're they're they got hot takes. Do you only root for the Celtics? I root for all the Boston teams. No, I know, but I mean, what are your other favorite NBA teams? Or are you just such a diehard Celtics? Nah, fan? I'm a Celtics fan. I love basketball. I like watching everybody. Where, I like watching where the Bucks. Boston did you grow? Remember John Bagley? Uh, I grew up in. Chestnut Hill, which is part of Brooklyn. Okay. Boston yeah. College. I went to school in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. He's a I like, uh, I get attached to league pass teams sometimes. What so, is that? What, what do you mean league pass teams? Well, league pass. All the teams are on league pass. So every year there's a couple. Like, yeah. Everything. It's like, like the, the ones Denver's, like Channel like, 752. Like the Denver's. Yeah. Like, uh, teams like that. Like Minnesota's. I, exactly. Like Milwaukee was Milwaukee. a good one for a while, but then they went into funk. Um, I really liked watching Porzingis, and I was it, Yo, it was getting Porzingis into that, good, and trying to figure out why they didn't give him the ball more. And hey, Westbrook was fun to watch when he was just being a maniac for trying to get triple doubles every game. So he, I float around, watch, yeah. but I, the Celtics yeah, are the one. Animal. Celtics are good, man. Isaiah Thomas is fun to watch because he's so small. I remember Isaiah when he got drafted, and I was I was hoping he got picked. Yeah, and when he got drafted 60th. I, he tweeted, I was like, man, I'm just just so happy I got picked. And he started playing. And I was like, man, I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Ask him. You can ask Isaiah this. When he was in Sacramento, I was like, man, I'm just happy you out here playing, bro. Like, I remember playing against you. Nice putting up 30 a game. Yeah, I remember playing against you in AAU, and you was killing us. Like, when I was 15, 16 years old, I was like, man, I'm, I'm fucking happy for you. <laughs> like, when he made All-Star last year, I was like one of the guys, like, really, like, excited for him. You know what I'm saying? Because I know how important that is to him. So I'm glad he's balling out. Can we what, interview you? What's, we got to go. You, no, let's interview him for a minute. I got all night. You got all right? <laughs> let's interview him. I've been looking forward to this for a couple weeks now. Really? Yeah. I love you. Yo, I fucking this, love you. let's interview Bill. All right. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> I like you because you're such a homer. 
You, love you were Boston. mad at me for like two years, though. I wasn't mad at you. I was just like, just give it a break. Why were you mad at him? Because he kept talking about James Harden, and I was like, man, just give it a break. Like, just let it go. See, I would, did I would say up, I didn't go who far came enough. Up in Waiters Island, you did. I can't remember. It was, it was, it came Zach out of Grantland, but I don't remember. Up, no, that's the best. Zach Lowe or you, one of it you was. Guys. I think one of us came up with it, but it became a Grantland thing. Waiters Island. That's yeah. hilarious. Because we, <laughs> Waiters was a very polarizing player, but we, I always was, was like Island. last defender, so it was always like me and Zach and a couple others were the last five on Waiters Island. We're two defenders of Dion. Well, we just had I'm a piece. I'm on Waiters Island. I'm on Waiters Island. We too. had a piece on the Ringer this week about the resurgence of of Waiters Island because he's well, been won. hot in Miami for. Hey, the man, he's they won twelve in a row. Yeah, they won again tonight. We had we had was he here? We had yes. him upstairs here, and I was like, man, we had just beat him here like maybe a month ago. Right before they went on. Right they before won they went on the run, I was like. It's like, man, y'all struggling right now. He's like, oh, man, we about to go on a run. I was like, okay. We'll <laughs> see. actually did. They fucking went 12 in a row. I'm like, Dion is a prophet. We were talking to, before the podcast, we were talking about a game seven. When you look around and it's like gut check time. It's like going to war. Who's who's ready for it? Waiters is one of those guys. He doesn't give shit. It's like, oh, it's game seven. Fine. Dion. I'm ready. Dion. I took him under my wing early. He really, he truly, sincerely think he's the best player in the league. It's the best. He's the all-time irrational confidence guy we've had in the last 15 years. And I love him. He really it. does believe it. He thinks and he's the best guy in the court. Too, sometimes. I'm like, yo, Dion, relax, man. The fuck? You're not going to get the ball every play. <laughs> relax. And then he's like, yo, I just want to make a play. You know I can. I'm like, you're right, you can, but Relax. Yeah, I love him for it, man. There's a lot of good, lot of good uh, little quick gifts on the internet of him, like with his hand up, as you and Russell were he trying like, to like, like, do this, hopping up I'm and like, down man, like a little kid. You gotta realize you're not, you're not even, the, you're not the second option, bro. But the thing be- is, though, when you have when you have a really good team, sometimes you need the one irrational confidence guy. Because that oh, guy yeah, can come do. in sometimes. Like Reggie Jackson did it in that Memphis series for you. The guy can just come in and take over a quarter yeah, when you need it. Reggie, Reggie, uh, Reggie, Reggie was fucking good, man. That was a that was a great pickup because I didn't even know who the hell he was. Yeah, Sam drafted pretty well for a while. You know, he did the homework though. They was they was on that one for a while. Reggie, Stephen, I didn't even know who Stephen was. Stephen Adams. Who the fuck is Steven Adams? Like, he's a New Zealand guy. Like, I mean, fucking guy from New Zealand named Steven Adams. He went he went 12th, and I did that draft for ESPN. You we did. had no idea what was going to happen. I think Anthony Bennett went first. That was the worst then, draft, right? Yeah, but then it got good because Steven Adams was 12th, and Giannis was 15. Oh, that was the best two players. Yeah, and, and, and CJ McCollum was 10. Oh, yep, he was. So... We're spending all this time trying to figure out who the best. It was interesting because Jalen and I did this thing. We did, we called it the interview, the job interview. So we interviewed all the lottery picks, basically. Um, like it was a real job interview. Yeah. And the most of the two most impressive guys were CJ McCollum. He's a he's a CJ CJ is a. I worked out with CJ this summer. He's a real he's a he's a real guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Which he's one? a real vet. Uh, he's a real veteran. Like, so he was one vet, and the other one was Oladipo. That was the. Those were the two guys we were the most. 
the most impressed by with Vic, how they handled the interview? Vic's from my area, so like I know Vic. I know Vic. And CJ is just, he's a real guy, man. He's like he's gonna be on TV when he's done. He's gonna be yeah. probably be a GM. Like he'll probably be ready for the ringer soon. He's he's impressive. He What's in, your college turned at Players Tribune this yep, year? He did. What's your um college big board? Right now for this draft that's coming up. Your favorites. I hate watching college basketball because the refs call foul every play. But I like Markel Fox. He's from from my area and he's just a stud. He's balling out right now. Lonzo Ball. I like watching him in high school. He just knows how to play. Did you see his brother put up 92 this week? Yeah, but how the hell you let someone put up 92 points? They were were fouling the other team to get the ball back, yeah. Yeah, was, that's like, not even a, real basketball now, yeah. man. Like you know, what was he learning? But he's got not, picking. But yeah. 90, but ninety two points is incredible. But I like Lonzo Ball. I think he he knows how to play the game. He's he's quick. He's six five, six six. Play the point. Can shoot it. Oh, you got like the, Dennis Smith? Got the Kevin Martin J. Um, I like I like Dennis Smith a lot. He's uh, he's like poised. He's athletic. He can dunk. He at six feet. He can dunk like he's six nine. You know what I'm saying? That's impressive to me. If you can just run in the lane and catch it off one jewel and dunk, like, I, I, that's impressive. Um, 92 points in a game. What was the most you ever scored in a game? In a game? Yeah. 12. 66. Oh, I thought you were asking me. 66? Oh, you probably was 12, 13. <laughs> Rich Klein probably had 13 in his career. No, I had 19 once. 19 against who? My brother. <laughs> you going 21? Yeah. <laughs> you lost? 21-19? <laughs> Wait, who did you have 66 against? In the record part? <laughs> oh, I remember that. That was I never had more than that. I pride myself on not scoring a career high, like not having a lot of I pride myself on like can I get thirty and can I average thirty for a week or two? I'd rather do that than have sixty five in one game. I don't know, this has always been that thing with me. You know you know what's been good about you this year, and this is one of the ways I love to judge like the better players is how much can you affect the game if you took like 12 shots? Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like Bird yeah. was great at that. Bird would be, Bird would go and get, you go six for six for nine, have 12 assists and 18 rebounds and you'd be the best player on the court, you know? And you've had a couple yeah. games like that this year where just like efficient. Yeah, I'm just a scorer. Didn't take a lot of shots. That's what everybody look at me as is a scorer. So if I'm not scoring a lot of points, you don't realize what I'm doing. But as a basketball guy, you know, you can appreciate Going, I might go two for nine and have 13 points, but I might have eight, nine rebounds, seven, eight assists, three steals, two blocks. Like, yeah, I, can you affect the game when yeah, you suck? Man, that shit is, is fun. Is the, the last suck level of the basketball player. When you suck at shooting the ball, you still can impact the game. That shit is fun for By the me. way, Michael Jordan's first four or five years in the league, they thought he was just a scorer. He was a chucker. They thought he, yeah, all he did was chuck. No, but I'm up. saying that I, I think people are starting to see now that you're not just a scorer. But Mike, if Michael Jordan could be thought of as just a scorer, I think that's just what happens when you score so easily. I, the, I used to love with Bird when if he wasn't making a shot, how he would figure out how to what to do. So he he'd just post up anybody, try just try to get the line, get some fouls, get yeah, going. Yeah, I try to. Do which Bird is man, Bird is. You man. like you should watch some old Bird on, on the YouTube's. I should watch some the old YouTube. Bird. You should I watch was, some old Bird. I was watching Bird at thirteen years old. What do you mean? What do you mean thirteen? When I he first. Was, how old are you now? <laughs> Twenty eight. When did he retire? Bird. He Twenty was years ago. You were 13, Get out of here. Bird was not in. You're watching East Coast Classic. I was watching film on Bird, bro. Oh, I watching film. I wasn't watching live games. I was watching film on Bird. The guy whose game you have the the 
most reminiscent of is, is early McAdoo. I never watched him. On Buffalo. Hey, I got to watch him. That's the one, because he was like... He shot. Yeah. He had the shot from like way over his head, but he was, you know, basically a 6'11 nah, center. I'd rather, really watch, I'd rather watch Bird. McAdoo was great, but I'd rather watch guys like Bird. Bird was a fucking animal. Well, the other thing with that, that those mid-80s Celtics teams, like your team, they they would feed off each other and there would be yeah. the occasional game where just everybody went up a notch and it, that's a when it gets good. Will Brady go down as a bigger star in Boston than Bird? Yeah, I think it's happened. I think so too. Yeah. So Brady's first. Brady's first. What about Poppy? No. No, he, I don't think he's up there with Bird and... and um, it's Brady, Brady, then it's like Orr and Bird and Russell and Ted Williams. Poppy. Poppy's like Mikhail six. Like that. Nah. Nah. It's the... You vault up, you vault up, and then... Brady is a legend. He's a god. Because football is the most popular sport no, just like from Clemens sheer anymore, people. Right? Clemens, Clemens is out. He's a traitor. Boggs, traitor. The Why is he a traitor? Because he here, here's what happened with Clemens. I don't, I don't like that coming from... I know, Clemens. but he, this one, this one, you're not but swaying Red me Sox, out. Yankees is different. Man. No, no, no. He went to Toronto, but the problem was he was out of shape with us the last couple of years. And then when he went to Toronto, he got in crazy shape and he won two straight Cy Youngs. And we were all like, it was oh, like, man, you're- fuck, we want to have six bad years. <laughs> like, of course you're going to look at himself and be like, man, I need to get in shape. <laughs> I was <laughs> shitty in Boston. Now it's time for me to get in shape. He went to the Yankees? Fuck, you want to get oh, we totally cared about shitty? that. <laughs> fuck, he took care of himself after that. Hey, he could have taken care of himself in Boston. Obviously he thought he was and it didn't plan out for him. So he went somewhere else and like, Think about, damn, I need to lock in right now. If you were at OKC last year and you just put on 20, 20 pounds and then you went to Golden State and all of a sudden you were in awesome I shape again. I realized that I was bad in OKC so I went to the next city. If, that's what, if that happened then I went to the next team and like, fuck, I need to lock in. That's probably what Clemens did, man. You can't hate him for that. Just stop no, being I'm sensitive. A, I'm gonna I told cont- you. I'm going to continue to hate you. him. It's not about no, you. No, that one's about me. I took it's, that personally. It's, it's, that's my, it that was my favorite time. picture. It, ta- it takes more energy <laughs> for you to hate someone than to love them. Right? That is true. That's actually good advice. That would be a good senior yearbook quote. <laughs> it yeah, takes man. more energy to hate somebody than to love them Kevin Durant put that in your yearbook quote yeah man so stop I, I want to end this because I want to save stuff for when we do it again in like 8 weeks Tosca Tuesday Tosca Tuesday yeah yeah it's not even Tuesday but yeah Tosca Tuesdays alright Rich Kleiman thank you Kevin Durant good I luck this weekend open, I was as open as I've ever been it was fun, right? But it was People fun. People would like it. Yeah, hopefully they really understand instead of being sensitive about everything. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it when it gets closer to the playoffs. Let's do we'll, it. We'll do. We'll do a run back. Down for All it. Right. Thanks, guys. Down.